This week's episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast is brought to you by you. That's right. If you'd like us to promote your content or your store, let us know by going to theprettyneatpodcast.com and clicking the mailbag. I had a really great way to kick off the show today. Uh, That show being the Pretty Neat Podcast, which is the show where we talk about UFC and other pretty neat things. But I forgot about it because I just went to buy the winning $1.55 billion Mega Millions oh, ticket. Congratulations. Thank you. I and Can I appreciate you... I appreciate the the I don't know what that praccolates well, pre Well, I feel like I feel like our studio's gonna get a lot better. Oh shit. That is true. The quality of the show and marketing efforts will yeah. be highly amplified. Um and I got distracted because it had been broken in the the place I went down the street. Very kind couple of folks own it. They'd been broken into. Mm. And uh, I was distracted and totally forgot about my awesome opener. But uh, my uh, in solidarity with uh, Twisted Liquors down the street in Maynard, Texas. No free shout outs. Twisted Liquors. Yes. Is that yeah. a sex thing? No, it's an alcohol thing. Well, could it be both? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> I went to Twisted Liquors. It was a lesbian bar. No, no. I I'm I'm somewhere between wanting to congratulate you for that joke and telling you that that joke was low-hanging fruit. That's true. But I also think there is a low-hanging component to that joke. Well, I think low-hanging fruits is a great name for an elderly gay bar. Ooh, it's like ball sacks, and they'd be low-hanging. I like it. And they're fruits. also what also you... breasts, <laughs> male and female. Ryan, what are you drinking? I'd rather not say. Oh, can you hold it up so I can see it? Yeah. Oh, I'm not mad at that. No. So what is it? Smirnoff Ice Original. Ooh. That's tasty. Yeah. I uh at an alcohol delivery service that accidentally gave me somebody else's order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that was in the fridge. <laughs> nice. What are, what are you drinking, Dom? I have well, I have Several alcohols in front of me. And the, <laughs> one of one of the only free shout outs I'm willing to give is because instead of them paying us, I have given them many. I was actually trying to do this math in my head the other day when I was driving. I've given them many, many thousands of dollars over the last, let's call it 15 years. Uh, I have Stone's Buena Vesa Seltzer here. Mm. But I also have, I haven't opened it yet, one of their margaritas uh can which are yeah yeah which are excellent they are am i coming in like super loud no 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 okay that's just i need to turn down my internal um feedback 
Before we jump into the fight news of the day, did you guys hear that apparently Clarissa Shields and Keith Thurman are going to fight? <laughs> what? What? So, for for those who who are outside of the, excuse me, outside of the like mainstream boxing fandom, Keith Thurman uh, is a former world champion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. I believe so. Um, I'll look that up. He, <laughs> he word he, he is a man, and the 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 notion of him fighting a woman, <laughs> which it seems like they have both agreed to. Uh, he says he's going to let her wear headgear and wear smaller gloves. He's not going to actually want to punch a girl in the face. He says he's going to do it for charity. Oh, he'd wear bigger gloves and she'd wear smaller gloves. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. What What are your guys' initial reaction? This is crazy. He's 30 and one with one no contest. 22 of those by KO. He was the WBA welterweight unified champion from 2015 <laughs> to 2019. And he's going to fight <laughs> Clarissa Shields. Get the fuck out of here. Who's More. sanctioning this? This is not this is this is definitely not being sanctioned anywhere on earth or anywhere in America or I Europe. Think, I think is like an exhibition sparring thing for charity. They'd let him do it. It'd can be you, like an open can you workout. Even do that? Thing. Do you oh, have a workout? Do you have any idea what Keith Thurman would do to Clarissa Shields? <laughs> like it's it, what? <laughs> Who's Clarissa Shields, <laughs> by the way, Clarissa Shields is not even as accomplished in women's boxing as Keith Thurman is in men's boxing, which is indisputably more difficult because the very best female athletes do not box. They do other things. So it's just silly. <laughs> More entertaining than the uh, Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight that just happened. I actually I found it strangely compelling. Really? Yes. I, I found it to be incredibly boring. Okay. So just we both Nate, obviously watched it. He didn't do anything. He it was very dumb. We both obviously watched it. Am I am I gathering this yeah. correctly? Which yeah. we swore not to do. Ryan, did you also break your promise? I did not watch it. Okay. I'm a man um, Aaron, what what was boring about it? And Nate wasn't boxing. <laughs> no, he like, was not. Uh, and Jake was. Yes. Or at least his version. And so, I mean, it was, I did, like, my, my father-in-law texted me and told me that they were going to watch it. He was going to split it um, with a family member. And... <laughs> Uh, I told him that Jake Paul was going to win by decision. Just point him up. <laughs> and, and that's, it's it just, it you the whole vibe, every other media outlet showing the lead up, Nate didn't give a shit. It didn't matter. And it does matter to Jake. Yes, it so does. So Jake really, really, really tried to beat Nate Diaz. Uh, and a barely there Nate Diaz tuckered him out by being his punching bag for for the fight. And uh, yeah, that's 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 all. It was just 
boring. But now they're saying that Jake Paul next is going to be the winner of Fury KSI. Um, yeah, I know he's interested okay. in doing a rematch with Tommy Fury. Yep. Um, do you think they they run it back and do an MMA bout next year? But that is the other thing now. Right? I'm gonna say it, and that I will watch. Say it. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. That you Jake think Paul Jake Paul out. has a chance to defeat Nate Diaz in an MMA bout? I think Jake Paul would beat Nate Diaz in an Get MMA bout. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't. I think Nate would submit him in the first round. And and that is the... Or Jake would knock him out. That is... <laughs> That's it. What you just said, Aaron, is very much the flaw in my logic. Um... Because Nate Diaz absolutely would submit him in the first round, probably within two minutes. So I don't actually think he would. I do think there is a version of it that is more competitive than people think. I think Jake Paul is a real athlete as far as like where he came from, you know, the YouTube Disney Channel stuff like he's indisputably in great shape. I don't know what sort of testing they're doing for these fights for him. He's indisputably in great shape. He has tremendous body control. He throws legit combos. There's yeah. no doubt about that. He's um, training. Now, if you put him in there with a top 150 ranked, say 195 or 205 or whatever it is he fights at, 202, you know, boxing weight classes are so fucked up. He's not, he's not, his boxing is no good there, but he is better than I think any of us thought he would be. That's fair. I am yeah. no longer interested in seeing him fight a UFC fighter of any sort, unless their name is Alex Pajeda or, or Cyril gone or someone, or, or I don't know, maybe Leon Edwards, even though he's a little small. Um, I only want to see someone with real striking chops, not Nate. It's, it's very clear that MMA and boxing are, completely different sports they both just have it's like it's like golf and baseball they both have a ball but so does football and basketball and they're all very different mm -hmm. we, even, we even hit them with something it's a, still very different that's right and hockey which has a puck but a puck is basically a flat ball <laughs> is that okay to say ryan you're a resident hockey expert <laughs> yeah proceed <laughs> As, as your, I was as watching resident, the fight, as your resident student, flat ball makes sense. I get it. That's the sport where they're on the skates and they have the flat ball. Yeah, that's right. As <laughs> I was rubber disc, as <laughs> it is a disc, you're right, which is a disc is a flat ball. As I was saying, as I was watching the fight, it's very clear that MMA guys are not good boxers. It's it's just. And I yeah. mean, what's crazy is. I was telling my wife, I was like, the thing with Nate Diaz is he was losing bad to the current welterweight champ, and then he rocked him with a combination and damn near fucking won that fight. <laughs> so you can't, he's not going to fit, he's not going to knock him out. There's no way he's, it, Nate Diaz just isn't, he's just built different from that standpoint, but the knockdown was legit, and I thought mm -hmm. Nate was going to fall out of the ring. Like, I don't know, it just... I'm done with the MMA guy thing unless it's again Cyril gone. Even even Jamal Hill, you could talk me into that. Alex Pajeda, somebody in that size range. Obviously, Cyril gone's way bigger. Somebody Thompson. I thought about that. He's. Just, I don't love the forty plus year old. 
And he really uses his legs. He really does. And that's more karate, right? The kickboxing, yeah. just, hey, don't kick him. You could. Yeah. Regardless, we're done. Style bender that. even, you know, something like that. The experiment has, uh, yeah, no more MMA. Proven to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, no more MMA fighters. I didn't think he would beat Ben Askren, so. No, he has to fight. <clears throat> so he's got to beat Tommy Fury, but he needs yeah. to continue fighting MMA fighters if he wants this bubble to to persist. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I heard that Nick, no, I'm sorry, Nate made about 15 million from this fight. Just Jeez. think about that in terms of what his earning potential is probably when he returns to the UFC and they do the McGregor trilogy. Do you think that's make... whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. 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 When yeah, he goes back to the UFC. <laughs> yeah. And then he fights McGregor because that's the you... one fight that McGregor's going to get into the testing pool for. And they fight. You just said all of that. <laughs> like it's scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, First quarter dude. 2024. You. Wow. You are, you're Nostra Nostradamus right now. Because uh, I think that I could totally see him losing to Chandler or not, not fighting fight Chandler. Chandler. It's and yeah, then, that fight's and not then, gonna happen. Because his barking right now online is hysterical. Who's like Connor's? Like yeah, he, he was, was uh, on Twitter calling out Jake, Gaethje, and, and, and Jake Just... and Nate, and like shit. I'm surprised he didn't fucking call out Chelsea. <laughs> so here's the thing, Chelsea. I'm Chelsea. sorry, not Chelsea. Uh, oh, Fields. Clarissa Shields. Clarissa, thank you. That would be fucking Clarissa. Hilarious. Explains um, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Connor, who, let's be real, on tough is north of 200 pounds. Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, look at this bloated fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> if you get locked in real trained Connor boxing Jake Paul, Connor beats him. Connor went seven rounds with the greatest boxer who's ever lived. Uh, I agree. The, the one the one variable piece <clears throat> that we have to really account for Jake Paul's a big motherfucker. Jake Paul's barely, huge. He barely made 185. No, Jake Paul's huge. That's what I'm saying. What if they did it at 200? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that Connor is shit for cardio. And Jake yeah, Paul's going That's how distance. Floyd stopped him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just broke him down. And like, Paul oh, I'll, just, totally I'll let you go. punch yourself out. And then I will overwhelm you with flurries. Right, but he went seven rounds with Floyd fucking Mayweather. In his first fight. In his first real boxing fight. He's he's beating Jake Paul if he is locked in and actually trained and off whatever it is. He, you know, there's a lot of ifs there, but Oh, I was looking at the light heavyweight rankings to see who would be interested. Speaking of, Logan is going to box Dylan Dennis, right? I just saw that. That's really? fucking wild. Also that's gonna unnecessary. Happen. That That's going to happen. Logan is bigger than Jake. Yeah, Logan's uh, Logan's fucking huge. Professionally, right? In WWE, yeah. yeah. Professional wrestling. October 14th. Yeah, Dylan Danis is not a striker. 
That is a mistake for Dylan Dennis. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. You fucked up. And homie hasn't fought in so long. Well, he has to do something, right? Didn't he recently have a contracted boxing match that he pulled out of? Yes. Did he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he pulled out. Just like I've been doing all my life. Damn. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Uh, okay. He lost to Gordon Ryan in jujitsu. Yeah, everybody does. Is yes. that on the KSI Fury card? Uh, no. Logan Paul would be the headliner. Uh, so earlier this year it says no. KSI Dylan... Fury might be on their card. Sorry, Ryan. He, he was a KSI card that he pulled out earlier this year. Ah. Uh, they claimed he was quote underprepared and possibly quote struggling with weight. Right, but he wasn't. He wasn't fighting Logan on that card. He was fighting somebody else. He was fighting somebody else, yeah. and now he's going to go <laughs> yeah. fight KSI again, but this time mm-hmm. he's going to fight Logan Paul. This is 100% social media banter bullshit. That's all Dylan Dennis does or tries to do. I uh, Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. It's garbage in. It's garbage out. Yeah, we're, we're talking about nonsense here. So, I mean, but... We don't really have much else to talk about. That's true. This uh, this version of the re-recap is brought to you by a weekend that will probably get very sidetracked talking about other things discussing. Uh, Nashville hosted last weekend's fight night where Corey Sandhagen had uh, destroyed rob font by holding him to the ground for for 25 minutes uh long enough that dana white walked out halfway through the fight <laughs> yeah he walked out in the fourth round did you hear that uh cory sandhagen tore his triceps in round one of that fight that's why he went wrestling heavy oh wow yeah okay he's having surgery on it uh relatively soon as well so mm. not that that well i think Could that does still... rationalize the strategy now, granted, he was already on an upward trend with his wrestling activity, and knowing that that's probably the glaring weakness that he had, he's been focusing a lot of effort around it. And of course, Rob Font is not a strength, so uh, strategically that makes sense, but it doesn't make for a great fight. Of course, I, and- I fully, I fully buy into the fact that some of these main events and specifically late replacement main events, there is some type of coaching before the fight. Like you're going to go out there. And you're going to, you know, turn it into a, a brawl so that the fans can have some type of excitement. Um, but when you tear your triceps and you don't immediately just throw in the towel, what are you left with? Wrestling. And Which that's is what still did. made difficult by the torn triceps. The other thing for Corey, though, so what, is he going to outstrike Sean O'Malley? No, <laughs> is he what's he going to do against Marab? We all know that answer. And he's going to his only prayer of climbing this ladder is wrestling. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense that he'd be on that trend. I think, yeah, he could. While I fully admit that a Corey Sanhagen, Sean O'Malley striking match would be very exciting to watch because yes. of what Corey can do with his length and his kicks. They're in uh, they're in different classes. Yeah. Okay. Wise. Yeah, there's there's levels for sure. 
uh, strike yeah. striker for striker, uh, Sean yeah. O'Malley blends his shot selection far better, and he's a lot more creative. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of got like a, a Wonder Boy sort of feel to him as well. O'Malley does, whereas Corey Sanding sort of has a cruise footwork, like a dot. He's very bouncy and, and yeah, moves he around is... a lot. And that combo that that's a that's a beautiful chaos right there. He's like definitely it. got the herky jerky style, so I'll mm-hmm. grant you that for 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 a dominant cruise. Crazy Sean O'Malley, you can't compare him to to Wonder Boy, even though I get what you're saying in terms of his ability. a low guard and. Yeah, he's got the karate style, but Sean O'Malley, like in terms of flair and his creativity for moving mm-hmm. in and out, and and to be quite honest, I mean, while Wonder Boy has had knockouts and finishes, I think Sean O'Malley, like in terms of volume, yep, far better. Yep, I I think, I, and I have said on this show, I am done with the Sean O'Malley thing. He he's a he's a bit much at times for me. But in the cage, he's so fucking good. His striking is so advanced. I mean, I don't even think um, Wonder Boy is is the striker that Sean O'Malley is. I I would tend to agree. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's recency bias as well. Well, and, but you you mentioned his creativity, and that to me and volume and volume that to me is is a symptom, for lack of a better word of how advanced his striking actually is. You have to be really fucking good to be that type of creative because at this level, at his level, the margins are razor thin. Yeah. You you zig when you should have zagged and you get sent to the shadow realm. Yeah, yeah that's true. Confidence. Confidence is there. That's true. Yeah. There. yeah. I'm into it. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, kind of a inconsequential... I mean, I'm not inconsequential fight for Corey Sandhagen. Was for Rob Font, who looked like Rob Font. Uh, you know what's a bummer about Rob Font is that, you know, he stepped up and ended his fight camp to take this on short notice. He was going to fight in front of in front of his home crowd in Boston. Ah, uh, uh, that's pretty and, sad. And now, you know, I'm sure they threw him a bone with some yeah. extra pay, but he doesn't get to do that anymore. Yeah. Oh well, he made the choice. He, mm-hmm. he risked it. Uh, what you gonna do? I will say that uh, the one of the fights, actually the fight that we all unanimously agreed on, was one of the two fights of import on this card. <laughs> certainly lived up, and that's Tatiana fucking Suarez submitting Jessica Andrade, and she looks awesome. Tatiana looks awesome. She looks awesome. What could we say? Uh, I'm going to say something. She I'm won. here for it. I'm she ready won. to agree to anything right now. It, it, she won, <laughs> but she's not ready. She's not, what? She's not ready. She's not. She's not ready. Not for, ready for this Zhang Wei Li. Okay. 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 So I was going to say there is precisely one name in this division that she's not a guaranteed win over, and it's that one. I'll give you that. Okay. So I want her to be all that and more, right? We were on the Tatiana hype train back in the day before she was out for three years with an injury and then an injury during recovery. Yep. But she came back at flyweight and I get it. You got to shake all that rust off. And she fought, um, God, I can't even remember her name now, but it wasn't 
super impressive, even though you got a finish. Uh, Esparza? No, it wasn't Esparza. Tatiana Suarez, you're saying? Yeah, when she came back at 125. I will look it up for you. She has fought in reverse order. Uh, you're talking about De La Rosa or Ansaroff? No, De La Rosa. De La Rosa. Montagna. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the most dominant of wins, but again, not her. <laughs> I said Montagna. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Montagna. Yeah, the fact that she was the first Wait. <laughs> women's strawweight champion still is hilarious to me. She is named Montana and is also from Helena, Montana. <laughs> Hell yeah! What, 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 what are we doing? Don't do that. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. You don't name yourself after your where you live or where you well, were born. Well, children don't get to name themselves. Wait, is Montana De La Rosa on the list? No, I don't know. She might be. I think she kind of is. <laughs> I have a list I want to talk about. Aaron, speaking of re recap, you unpatriotic fucks. <laughs> Ryan, tell him what I'm talking about. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Here's the thing. What are we talking about? (laughs) You don't get to hate America forever and come up with bullshit reasons why you should get paid more than, than, quote, the men do, when actually percentage-wise you do make more than they do, and then have such a non-showing, and then have a non-showing like that in the Women's World Cup and have people care. That's why oh, people man. don't care. Yeah, that's uh that's the choke job of all choke jobs right there. Um we are speaking of the national team. Oh she's on the list. She is sure. definitely on the list. I was thinking of Nico Montagna. I feel stupid. Montana what? de la Rosa. Welcome to the list. Welcome to the list. Thank you. Number whatever with a bullet. I was, I was thinking of Nika Montano. Not on the list. Not on the list. Correct. That's what I said before. But yeah, Montano de La, Montana de la Rosa. Sure. <laughs> list yeah, worthy. So, so Tatiana's number four now. Up. Uh, U.S. barely make it out of group play. Round of 16. Go to penalties against Sweden. And then just epic choke after epic choke. Three and, missed penalty kicks. And uh, and they're done. I think they were heavy, heavy favorites to win, said World Cup, and they're out. There you go. And, and they're going to have a lot of work to do now to get people to care again. <laughs> because people did care. A lot of people, fans of the Women's World Cup. So here's the thing. like People, people like winners. You know, they can be dominant in fashion and you're just going to gravitate towards them, right? God knows that in terms of national soccer teams, the women's team comparatively prior to this World Cup were far more successful than the men's team. That is correct. They also one time lost to a high school boys team. Go on. (laughs) I'm fucking letting it fly tonight. I don't care. And they also one time lost to a high school boys soccer team. However, it was five. It was five to one. I mean, it was a really good high school boys team. So yeah, you're right. It was. They were really good. So let's yeah. let's give them let's give them their due. <laughs> nice. So it's done now, and now everybody can go back to not caring about it. And uh, fun story. 
Uh, my wife and I go, we have a park and we go and walk our dogs in the morning and, you know, I'm typically working, but on the weekend, I'll, I'll go with them. We get up very early because it's hot as balls in Southern California. And we always see this gentleman, his name is Maurice. And Maurice is originally from the United Kingdom, has an accent, and he's very friendly. And when I say very friendly, we have to stop and talk for five to 10 minutes every time we see him. And that's, he just, he's just reading the news to me, right? Oh, right. <laughs> Ryan, did you see, did you see the women? I'm like, I, I saw the headline, Maurice. Yeah. I, I want to be lost. friends with Maurice. <laughs> I said, oh yeah, it was epic heartbreak. You know, you know, that's a lot, a lot of what he says. And then he has to then explain everything as he's just reading me the headlines of the news. And, and this is anything that's topical, anything that's topical. Um, he used to live in Washington. How do I know that? Because I know the man's entire life story. Uh, we talked about volcanoes. Uh, I, he said, Hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? I said, well, we're going to go see Oppenheimer later. What's that? It's a movie about Oppenheimer and the creation of an atomic weapon. The alleged atomic oh, weapon. Yeah. Go on. Alleged. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Um, Florence Pugh. Uh, un. You like? Is she from Florence and the Machine? No, no, no. She's a. Uh, she's the main character in Midsummer. Have you seen that horror movie based on? Like, no. European cults. Mm-mm. She's also Yelena Bolova in the Marvel Black, Cinematic Black Universe. Black Widow's sister. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, for, so for some reason, you know, she, she has a couple of sex scenes with uh, the main character, Cillian Murphy, where it's just, it's all out there. Um, Are we talking full frontal? Not the full frontal, but just, yeah, everything else besides the full the full bush or sands bush, whatever Sick. situation is going on there. I'm going to go see um, it tonight, which is totally, it's totally, <laughs> it's totally unnecessary. Yeah. You won't get home until like two o'clock in the morning. Cause it's at least a three hour flick. That's cool. I'll in... watch it side by side with avatar. <laughs> see it in IMAX. <laughs> you do have to see it in IMAX in terms of the sound. It's really about the sound. So if you were going to go to our local cinema, uh, Dominic, you would have to see that in Dolby Atmos for the the sound quality. I am actually a Dolby Atmos fan, so the joke's on you. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't slandering. <laughs> I was not slandering the Dolby Atmos product. You, I'm, I'm you ever fan. try spatial audio? It's actually fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. In, fa- in fact, you know, of the local Weird theaters man. available to us, I-, I would much prefer the one that does offer the Dolby Atmos. This is the one the... where we're going to go watch fights, yeah? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. The, the seating is much better. We we went to the one at the local uh, mall, mm. and I hadn't been there in quite some time, and I realized why we didn't go. It sucks. So do we do we think these images of Florence Pugh have hit the internet or, or or no? I mean, I almost guarantee that they have. Let's find out together, shall we? <laughs> Keep talking. I'm listening. Yep, yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, you would think that the movie it's really about the development of the alleged atomic weapon. Yep. 
Uh, but really, it's a more of a retelling of Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer's entire life. Uh, there's some things I didn't know about him in terms of what happened after World War II and, and his part in uh, the regulation of nuclear emissions and and how he was kind of, at least the way it's portrayed, was forced out of that commission um, there's a, like an interesting dynamic with Albert Einstein, who's an actor who plays in that movie as well, uh, but really, really heavy on the dialogue. And also there's an element around at the time in the 40s, the burgeoning Communist Party in the United States and all of the beatniks on the West Coast when they were you know, running to join the Communist Party and talk about free ideas and, you know, really everything around that which was a lot of organization of things and that's that's where florence's character comes into play okay so it was interesting it was interesting hmm. i'm not sure that i'm going to see it but i'm gonna say this i yeah. like that it exists and i want it to exist and i am a christopher nolan fan and i also watched the first half of the mario movie the other day Ooh, it's only so the good. first half. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I had to go to bed because I have to wake up early because I'm back at work because summer break is over and I have a new job. And mm. being late is frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to set the example now. You were uh you were vice vice man in charge. I am. I am. I got to give the evacuation safety drill talk today and literally had someone ask who I really would be shocked if listens to this podcast. <laughs> How can we trust the all clear over the loudspeaker? What if someone has a gun to your head? And she was talking to the principal. Mm. The principal said, well, then I will give a fake code. And she said, that's not sufficient. And then I said, and now mind you, I have not met most of these people because I've been back at work for three weeks, but they haven't. I said, it would be cool if we could have a planned out scenario for everything any of us could possibly imagine. But that's not real life. So we have to deal with what we have. Fair. Dealing with ambiguity is an important thing. And because that is what I've heard call a conversational TKO, nobody else raised their hand. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to go ahead and place this this uh, proverbial microphone on the I, ground right now. There has to be a good sound effect for <laughs> conversational TKO. Yeah, this meeting This meeting is now adjourned. <laughs> <laughs> you may leave i i think we're done here yeah i, I said it's only slightly more polite than that just was than my retelling and honestly there was a moment where i was like well they haven't ever met me so maybe i shouldn't start this way but you know what also in this scenario you've concocted in your head a terrorist organization has rushed the building <laughs> killed it's red, it's red dawn killed the police officer we have on staff Happened to find the principal alone in her office and also knows our it's all safe to evacuate protocol. All of those things at the same time seem a little bit unlikely, but, you know, mm. safety is important. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. Well, but I'm going to have to be careful how many the... work stories I tell now, because what if she's gone into the future and forecasted all of the potential eventualities mm. and has come across the one scenario where all of that is true? Then, then, how, how many how many does he go through like 
like four million and twelve uh, or whatever. Fourteen million seven hundred and six or yeah. some some odd number of that that sort. Then How you what we scenario win. where all of that happens <laughs> yeah. happens to occur. Then you that, hope that's that the day that Tony Stark is visiting the school. Right. We need to have <laughs> well a better plan as, than this. As as sort of irony would have it the theme is superheroes this year and today's challenge for all of us for the whole staff was to wear your favorite superhero shirt so i got an awesome vintage iron man comic shirt mm-hmm. and, and carried around a replica of mjolnir all day yeah absolutely it's what i wore okay well no 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 shade um no That's shade i just cool. found it very serendipitous that we were talking about this scenario and that you were wearing a vintage classic here's iron the man thing shirt. though right so if it's a one in 14 million whatever chance the chance that something marvel related on this podcast is going to come up the odds are way better than one in 14 million so yeah. it changes slightly absolutely and, and also like if you're wearing a vintage iron man t-shirt portraying that that i am this reality's version of tony stark you wouldn't be carrying around mjolnir because and in fact you wouldn't be worthy all of those things are true, <laughs> which leads me into what I'm going to say now. The The specific directive was wear a shirt that represents your favorite superhero. Okay. I ah. didn't know about the Mjolnir replica until I saw it sitting on a table. Ah. And there, of the three of us, we all know each of us is going to carry that around if it's there. Mm-hmm. That is, in Absolutely. fact, the only yeah. thing that's going to happen. Now, did it make me wish I had a Thor shirt? Yes, it did. Also, I then got to thinking what I need to get is this very same replica of Mjolnir, which is not the one from Disneyland, although there was one, the, the drink holder one, although there was one of those in the crowd, too. I need to get a replica of Mjolnir that has some sort of hidden latch on my desk so then I can have kids try to be worthy. And of course, they won't be able to be because of the hidden latch. But I know the secret way to do it so I can just kind of pick it up and and show them that I am. How fucking cool would that be? Yo, yeah, that's make a real friends, tone setter. And make friends with your science teacher because my dad used to do shit like that in his class all the time. The good doctor, I should say, where he would hide magnets under his table okay. that he was okay. moving under the table without the class being able to see. So shit would move on the ta- top of the table with his mind. I like that, but I, you... I need them to be able to try to pick it up anytime, and I need to be able to also pick it up anytime. I'm, I'm workshopping it. That's why you use an electromagnet that is oh. attached under the desk, so that yeah, way you, you can get attach, a, attach a pedal to it. That way you can hold your foot on the pedal, electrifies the magnet, nothing will fucking move. <laughs> I spent $4,000 on this gimmick that I'm going to do with kids <laughs> eight times. Yeah, we, we what... can we can make that a reality. I I I definitely know how to do that. <laughs> yes. Are magnets them. the only option? It's no. the best and the most tricky. <laughs> yeah, it's the most seamless in terms of realism. It is definitely the most seamless. Yeah, and they for of... sure won't be able to pick it up. As long as it's oh, a strong enough magnet. Have you ever tried to open up a a an access controlled door that is secured with an electromagnetic oh. lock? No, you're not. You're not going to do it. It is not possible. And it'll work through like two inches of wood. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what am I? Okay, (laughs) we're going to have to off air. We're going to have to talk about this because. This needs to 
Yeah, you need a you need an electromagnet. Now, what the hard part is, you're gonna have to put the other end. Oh my! Look at the first thing that comes up. Dream backyard to life. Yep. Yes. And, and they did it with. You have to put the cap. other end in the hammer. Yeah, I think that could be arranged. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the good doctor, the just... files are in the computer. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. yeah uh, there you go. The uh, the good doctor and the missus have safely arrived at their domicile in the great state of Indiana. Oh yeah, good. Evansville. Good. Welcome. Look, Romy. Oh shit. <laughs> now they okay. may have, they may have done it to where the hammer itself is the electromagnet, and they're Quite remo- possibly they're remotely Most... controlling it because it's on that big metal sheet on the ground. Up, oh, we just picked no, it up. No, because it, it says here in the title a fingerprint scanner, fingerprint so they scanner. likely have that. See uh, that on the handle? Yeah, so the hammer itself so is the magnet. They have yep. it paired to the fingerprint so that the electromagnet is always powered on. And the fingerprint acts as your kill switch. Got it. <laughs> that is fucking cool. Yeah, Romy is like really smart. <laughs> and got- they for sure cannot get that off. Look at that. Hell no. So, so okay. So he's using like a, a dry lead acid battery to power the... But it has to be on metal. Yes. Yep. yes. For it's this one. So my our hypothesis would be that it would be an electromagnet attached to the bottom, the underside of the table, and the yeah, and the Mjolnir would be metal and yes. get attached to it. This guy's gonna pull his back out. Yeah. Both hands. Hold on. That's that's great. Uh. Oh That's yeah, there's cool. a couple more. These all look like people are doing it in the hammer. Yeah, so that oh. makes sense because of the the shape of it. You yeah. could have two 12 volt 7 amp dry lead acid batteries within the shape of the hammer, and then then all your all your components are within it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fingerprint scanner that's interesting. I'd have to see how that's wired up. Yeah, is that the coolest? Uh accessory gimmick that's pretty cool in the marvel universe i mean i think stormbreaker is cooler than mjolnir Mm, okay fair if we're talking about lore because stormbreaker can actually open up the uh the bifrost yeah the Uh bifrost yeah hmm whereas mjolnir was i mean it was forged in the heart of a dying star but it was only meant to concentrate thor's natural powers he doesn't need the hammer uh to to access you know his his godlike abilities abilities. yeah but specifically the being worthy to lift it Mm -hmm. yeah because that doesn't technically apply to stormbreaker that's a pretty cool no it does not because stormbreaker stormbreaker gets like passed around like a two dollar whore you have to you have to well, what does he say? It would scramble your mind. How many Aaron? How many Marvel characters have ever wielded Stormbreaker? Stormbreaker's in the comics, right? Stormbreaker or Mjolnir? Mjolnir. No, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. I believe the answer is four, which would be Thor, uh-huh. Captain America, uh-huh. 
Jane Foster as Thor, and Groot. Okay. Does Groot count? Groot holds the hammer, at least in the movie. Mjolnir, no, he, no, he, mean, he, he acts as the handle. He, he fuses Stormbreaker together. Yes, but he holds it later in the battle. I don't think he does. I'm pretty sure he does. I don't know if he does. But I'm not sure if Captain Rogers does, though. He does because they Rogers has he, Mjolnir, but I feel no, like they trade it off. They do. He says, "Give okay. me the big one," and they he tosses it to him. <laughs> nice. Uh, this mm. is. Oh wait, doesn't doesn't uh, the little girl wield one of them? She had in Love and Thunder. In Love and Thunder, she had Stormbreaker. Okay, but she didn't have Mjolnir. She was just drawing on Mjolnir. Okay. It says that Jane Foster wielded Mjolnir in Thor, Thor 4. Uh, Thanos used Stormbreaker against Thor oh. in Infinity okay. War, yeah. where he pulled it out of his own chest. Adolescent Groot was the first one to hold Stormbreaker because the, his arm was still attached. So he was actually holding the axe Aha. before he chopped off his arm. <laughs> and then it says that Steve Rogers can wield Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. That's a semantic TKO. <laughs> you have to be strong enough to handle Stormbreaker. Yeah. I mean, we also know that Vision, right? Vision picked up Mjolnir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's also he's also an artificial being. Yeah. Right. They made that joke, right? Hammer but he is worthy. elevator. Elevator moves the hammer. Elevator's not worthy. <laughs> but would the elevator move? The elevator does move up and down. Okay. Yeah. So in this analogy, Mjolnir. I never mind. I was gonna bring that back to Israel Adesanya fighting Strickland, but I'm oh, not, I'm oh. not gonna be able to figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's an analogy for that. Here's the thing. So for what uh, I understand, this Christian fight Bale's has... character also had Stormbreaker. Mm. Uh yes. Mm-hmm. The God Killer. Uh, I forgot what his name was. Unless it was the God Killer. The God Butcher. The God Butcher. That's Got right. It. That's a sick name. It is a yeah. sick name. And he was great in that movie. I mean, that was one of the few bright spots of that movie. Mm-hmm. You didn't Gore. like that movie? I like Gore. His name was Gore. Gore the God Butcher. I'm always a fan of Natalie Portman, so let's let's just get that out of the way. Are you? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's on your list. Oh, yeah. And now she's no, she's, uh, she's on the list. But... She's on the list. And she's recently due to be single again. Her stupid French director of a husband cheated on her. That's stupid. <laughs> Let's go beat him up. <laughs> she's a she's a noted vegan. Not saying that that's a, uh, an attractive piece or anything like that. But she not. also graduated from Harvard. Yeah. Yeah, super Jewish. She was going, yeah, she's very Jewish. She went to Harvard while she was doing uh, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. She attended during the same period as Mark Zuckerberg. Zuck. She, she is uh, briefly mentioned in the movie The Social Network, where he says, I attended Harvard with one movie star, blah, blah, blah. It's her. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, it, this is a, a totally. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, like, there's a YouTube video that's pretty old. Uh, it's Jedi versus Harry Potter. Do you, do you remember that? Could we? 
No, but I don't like when we try to cross universes. Fair. You don't cross the streams. If you're watching this right now, you're one of the lucky wow. ones because Big Farmer is doing it. <laughs> also, let's be let's be let's be so very clear. Yeah. There is not a Jedi ever that has a fucking prayer against Dumbledore. Fair. Yeah. By the way, the guy on the bottom, because this video is a decade old, the guy who's the Jedi was in the movie Maze Runner. Amongst oh, yeah, many yeah, others. yeah, yeah. He became quite is. famous as an actor. But these two, the, the guy in the white sweater here, and then the guy in the orange who are like twins, they're, um, they're the ones who made this channel. They wrote and directed Talk to Me, the horror movie that's coming out right now that's getting a bunch of acclaim and looks awesome and i'm like super excited to see it talk to me <laughs> yeah where you like grab some voodoo hand or something oh this is a cool video actually but let's not cross universes For oh being... shit <laughs> <laughs> he just pulled the sword of gryffindor that's horseshit the... he should have absorbed it no. Yes, it should. Yeah, goblin art, no. goblin, goblin steel imbues that which. Uh, goblin steel has not come across a laser sword, folks. <laughs> well, that's because that laser swords aren't real, and goblin steel is. You fuck. Laser <laughs> swords absolutely are real, my friend. You just have to have a plasma <sighs> pack carried around with you all the time. He also should not have been able to throw his lightsaber. Why they throw lightsabers? Because because it's supposed to deactivate once it's out of your hand. No, there's a kill switch. Okay, it's not, like, it's not a press pressure switch. This is fucking great for like ten years old, homemade. Absolutely. And they also had to do it in New Zealand, and that must have been fucking hard enough. I see what you're doing. Or is this New Zealand or Australia? I mean, I Rocko, think I get the gist of what Rocko, what's Rocko happening could here. Could be New Zealand or Australia, right? Yeah. Again, not a single Jedi in Star Wars lore lasts three seconds with Albus Dumbledore or Lord Voldemort for that matter. I think Voldemort would be a better one-on-one -on -one, like opponent in terms of dueling because he's going to be ultra aggressive where Dumbledore is going to use all of his magic for defensive purposes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. This, this I mean, I think you're right. As as much as it pains me to say it, I think uh, a skilled wizard would definitely be able to best <laughs> would be able to best any type of force user. He scrubbed Gantelf at the that's good. pretty good. That's good. <laughs> there you go, blending the universes. Yeah, we definitely cross the streams. Oh, there's I definitely a sequel. I oh, don't shit. think we should cross streams anymore. No? No. It, it has to be it has to be comparable. It's the it's the Iron Man versus Batman thing. They're both orphans, they're both geniuses, they both have technology and money. <laughs> and in a fight. Iron Man beats him in, I don't know, a half second. With the quickness. I mean, the adage is that with a proper amount of time that Batman can prepare for anything and win. No, no, he can't. But 
Not against Iron Man. <laughs> All right, I'm. Death Maul is showing. Uh... Okay, yeah, this is pretty solid. Raka Raka, come on the podcast. We want to talk about yeah, the video do. you made for yeah. YouTube. Also, Maurice, come on the podcast. Dude, uh, Maurice would would join, but this would turn into a three-hour podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. The visuals on this are good. Yeah, look at this flying off in the car. Except that's a Pontiac, but all right. Oh, really? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Flying at the time. <laughs> Who's this fucking Hagrid? <laughs> uh, okay, this is pretty solid. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, this is great. <laughs> Look at the wig. It's so bad. Man, they did such a good job. This is an expensive YouTube video. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's enough of that. Good for that. Anyway, if if you're listening to the podcast and like to know more, go to YouTube and search for Raka Raka. Yeah. <laughs> We're into it. There's a free shout out for you. I have a. Uh, I'd like a, to make a motion. Yes. Which I suppose would have to be seconded. Okay. I I don't think we should dignify this coming fight night with any sort of previewer picks. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I second that. Okay. No question. If we do uh... any any type of UFC discussion, it's for future fights. Yeah. Or recent fight announcements. Yeah. Yep. Cool. This is a joke. <laughs> so for all the listeners out there, there may or may not be a UFC fight card this coming weekend. But after uh, that, there is UFC 292. Which does warrant some discussion, but it can't be the picks because that's next week. No, yes. we can we can we can set the stage. We can set the table for future picks. That's I've okay. heard from me. I'm known to set a table or two. Yeah. <gasps> placements where the place 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 and placements are being set I, I, uh, works on the right works peach. on the right everyone. i don't know if that's correct or not um a peach mango angry orchard tonight Ooh, peach mango yeah get that summer vibe it's pretty good hey there are two names on the prelims for 292 that might be a little bit of a spoiler on espn's website on the prelims. Yeah. I'm wondering. I have not seen Tough today. Oh, and I yeah. don't even really know where they're at. You're just finished. But yeah. there are there are two names who do not have opponents yet. That are on this card. Really? On the prelims. Yeah. So I'm going to go to ESPN right now. Interesting. I am I am interested. I'm also going to bring up ESPN because I don't give ESPN plus because I don't care about spoilers for myself. Oh, oh, OK. Oh. 
I know who won. And uh, two names that are probably not super surprising if you followed Tough to any extent this this season, which all of us have to some extent. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, as you can see there. I'd rather watch Tough than the upcoming fight night. Uh, I mean, if we're being totally honest, we'd all rather just watch Contender Series. Yeah, you know, I, most, yeah of these, most of these fight nights. 100%. Which, by the way, tonight's Contender Series uh, was pretty good. It was it was a little bit slower than previous uh, editions, but they were good fights. That's good. Um, who people who don't oh. Austin Hubbard and Brad Katona. Would you look at that? Surprising no one. No. Okay. That's uh that does that it, it well, is that a spoiler? That is not the finale, is it? Uh it must be. Well, half of each. They're not fighting each other. I suppose. Yeah, wasn't that wasn't that decided last oh, week? Oh yes, yeah, yeah Brad last Katona. Week. Yeah, these two guys won, so they're oh, that was last week, yeah. Okay, so now whoever wins tonight will be their opponents. So I do know who is fighting Hubbard, but okay, no, lay it on us. Uh, it was uh, Vert, uh, is that his name? Vert, uh, it is not Jason Knight. Okay, Jason Knight did not win, all right, not Hick Diaz. Okay. And uh, and hey, that's his nickname. I just got it. <laughs> it would is. it would seem that uh, os, that uh, uh, it would seem that there was a finish as well. Okay, nice. So, good luck, Austin Hubbard. Um, man, Brad Katona kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I used to be a big fan. He, I don't know what it was, but the last episode of Tough just uh, made me not like the guy anymore. Austin uh, Hubbard? Uh, Katona. Oh, well, fuck him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but yeah, 292, a uh, distinct improvement from the card that may or may not be occurring this weekend. It is a distinct improvement. Um, man, Petrovsky and Mearshart on the early pre- prelims. That's That's fun. That is a fun fight. That's an action-packed fight, especially if Mearshard is in order. Uh, Rodriguez versus Tolulin is a good matchup, even though Rodriguez is such a huge favorite. That's a little surprising to me because Rodriguez has a suspect chin sometimes. Recording in progress. Hey, we're fixed. We are fixed for now. There's always time to go off the rails. Um that they're waiting to, they don't want to fight each other. And that Aljo has been saying it's been harder and harder to make the weight at 135. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to 145 if he wins. And, and maybe he fights, maybe he fights Volk. I mean, I don't know what else Volk is going to do besides go up to 155. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's he going to do at 145? What else would he do? He'd have, if he won, if he won and he gives the title back to the division, they make they make that fight with Volkanovski. Now, yeah. does he win? No. I don't think so. But if if Sean O'Malley pulls off the 
it's an upset, right? He's yep. at plus 215 yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Pulls off the upset. He somehow nullifies uh, all the resting from Aljo, or he hits him with just an amazing shot, and it's a finish. Do they do the rematch, or do they make way for the division? Because Sean O'Malley is a pay-per-view star in the making. And Sterling is not. No, no, he's he's effective. He's dominant. Yeah. But he's not Sean O'Malley. No. And and Sean O'Malley could go off on a run and beat a ton of guys at 135 as long as they don't give him Marab. Because <laughs> uh, Marab, I think, I think wears down everybody. Not to say that he hasn't almost been finished many times. I think, uh, what's the fighter's name who went over to PFL and then just promptly lost? Marlon uh, Marais? Yes, Marlon Marais, right? We almost had uh, Marab finish in the first round. Somehow they didn't stop that fight. And then Marab just came back and steamrolled this guy. Yep. Well, he knocked him out in the second round. Yes. But I remember that should have been stopped in the first round. I thought so too. Yeah. Okay. I thought like, how are, how are we not stopping this fight? Um, was it a Herb Dean fight? It probably was a Herb Dean fight. If I mean, if we look it up, it's probably definitely Herb Dean. However, I just don't know where, where the division goes. Like there's such a log jam at 135 at the top. How do you, how, how do you proceed forward? The Aljo's not going to want to fight Marab. If he moves up, it creates all of this open space where we can really have some definitive, these are the guys. You could even have an open title. Let's say he beat Sean O'Malley, then he moves up. And then you have two people that are just fighting for the belt. Like that creates a lot of clarity. The, the shitty part is Corey Sandhagen, who just won, tore his tricep, so he's not going to be in the mix. Do you Rob think he is... was in the mix? If he, eh, no, no, not based on how the fight went. But, I mean, all the people at 135, I mean, Piotr Jan's still hanging out there at some mm-hmm. somewhere. Henry is Cejudo. I mean, I think he wants to still fight for the belt. Uh, Cheeto's who is Cheeto fighting? He's fighting somebody, he's fighting on 292. He is fighting, uh, oh, Pedro Munoz. Pedro, that's weird. That is weird. I, I, I feel like that's just a terrible, a terrible, like, what does Cheeto gain by beating Pedro? Nothing. Yeah. But if he loses, fuck. And he right? lost his last fight, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. It's almost like a stay busy fight, but. It has mm-hmm. all of these consequences. And then you have Umar, who's supposed to fight, who's supposed to fight Sanhagen, who's supposed to be this up-and-comer. We don't know when he's going to come back. But it's... also, a stay-busy fight for a guy who, since, I mean, shit, May, August, and December of 2020, June and November of 21. April and August of 22, March of 23. He's been pretty busy. Yeah. But what's he got to show for it? He doesn't have a title shot. He's not good enough. That's the problem. There was like a weird window where we kind of thought he was, and I just think he's not. Yeah, he got neutralized in his last fight. So that that that, that 
that tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still that front kick knockout. Was it a, a front kick or was it a punch to Dominic Cruz? I thought he kicked him. He kicked him and just broke the fuck out of his nose. Or did he punch him? I don't. I mean, he definitely front kicked somebody. <laughs> Aaron's back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. I'm on the phone right Aaron, now. How did Marlon Vera beat Dominic Cruz? Did he punch him or kick him? Kicked him in the face. That's right. Okay. Right to the face. Right to the face. Right to the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he also he, front, he also front kicked Frankie Edgar. He also mm-hmm. front kicked. That was the one with the uh, still image where it looked like he compressed his face down. Do you yeah. know why it looked like he compressed his face down? Because <laughs> he did. Because he compressed his face down. Because <laughs> he he totally did that. Funny how and that then, looks when it's what happens. And then he lost that five round split decision to Corey Sanhagen, so that takes him out of the championship mix right yep. there. Unfortunately and, for him, by quite the margin. Well, this says it was a split decision. I just think losing to him, though. Oh, with, yeah, with yeah. The way with the Co- log jam happens is. Yeah, and then you compare that to what Corey Sanhagen's done, who yeah. is beating all the top guys not named. TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he also lost to Piotr Jan the very next fight. So he had two losses in a row. Then he came back and beat uh, Song Yudong. Then he beat Cheeto. Then he just beat Rob Font. So it's like he's beating top tier talent. He just can't put it all together at the right time. Yeah, consistently. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's really it's it's kind of a cool. Aaron, we're talking about uh, Sterling and O'Malley. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of a cool like break the dam type of thing, right? Like we're gonna figure yeah. out something's gonna move. Yeah, and then it'll be interesting to me after this fight say Sterling wins, which he certainly could. Will the UFC continue to play ball with him and Marab not wanting to fight each other? Or will they say, we'll fight each other or vacate the belt? No, oh, I think he'd go up and try and challenge Volkanovski and get his ass kicked. Remember that well, Marab yeah. have a shot? That's what we said, too, is that he, he's hinted at moving up. He could move up. He'll get an immediate title shot, especially if he wins. Right against Sean O'Malley. I think that, only if he wins. If he loses, then he falls behind Marab, and the story becomes Marab going to get Sterling's title back from Sean O'Malley. What if he loses and says, "Hey, guess what? I'm still, I'm still going up." Then like, the I'm story not... is still Marab Sean O'Malley. And, and then, I think say say O'Malley knocks him out. He he pulls off some crazy spinning back fist or some shit. Early in the fight, he takes no damage. I think Marab gets in the cage right then. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> and then I think Sean O'Malley beats Marab. Because I, I actually do think he would beat him. That'd be an interesting fight, and Marab's been clipped before. That's for sure. Yeah, we were just talking about how mm-hmm. he should have lost in round one to Marlon Marais. And that Herb Dean, we presume... Yeah. <laughs> didn't stop that fight and then uh Marais was just done right he was toast and and Marab just 
overwhelmed him for a stop in round two. I need to know who this fucking ref was in this fight. In which fight? The uh, the Marab versus Marlon Marais. Uh, Marlon Marais. Round two, TKO. Speaking of, let's go out on... Who was the ref? Did we find it? No. Okay. Email the pretty neat podcast at gmail.com. Tell us who that ref was. Probably Herb Dean. Uh, let's go out on this. We talked last week at length about Weezer's cover of Toto's Africa. Yes. Do you know what song showed up on my Apple Music, like the For <laughs> You playlist that it builds every Tuesday? Which for me is usually spot on to what I want to hear, especially if I've been using a lot of Apple Music. Do you know what was on that fucking playlist? Uh, was that Weezer's cover of Toto's Africa? Yep, I think I played that for the last time in like 2019. So that's, awesome. <laughs> that's and, if, and you know what? They're listening, guys. They're listening to us. Yeah, they're definitely listening. Your favorites mix. It's called your favorites mix. So actually, part of part of uh, Apple Music that I enjoy. And look at that. Also, for some reason, "Walking in Memphis" by Mark Cohn. Walking in Memphis. <laughs> yeah. See, look, look. Can you? See? Oh, you can't see it. Damn it. Well, I promise you, it's there. Yeah. My wife, wa- yeah, my wife whatever. and I both watch uh, Hot Ones. Hell yeah, Hot Ones is the is the YouTube show. Was Mark yeah, Cohn yeah. on that? Uh, no, but, but he recently <laughs> had on Louis Capaldi, who's a singer, and mm-hmm. we've been we've been addicted. He's great. He's not oh, that he, great. You said Louis Capaldi, and for some reason, I thought Peter Capaldi, who was uh, one of the doctors. <laughs> I think he was doctor number thirteen. Oh, you guys know what? Doctor Who. Show Doctor Who. Oh, the doctor. Oh, and, and by the way, uh, referee was. No nonsense, Keith Peterson, who oh. was full of nonsense and didn't stop that fight in round one. With apologies <laughs> to Herb Dean. Damn. <laughs> there you go. All right. What are we well, sending nice. it out on? Uh I don't know. But uh you'll like send me the files on a drive or something. Google yeah, Drive. I'll, or... I'll I'll put them on a thumb on a thumb drive and I'll mail you the thumb drive. <laughs> I, my my thumb drive port isn't working let's do a floppy yeah physical media your thumb drive port huh physical media 2024 